Welcome to 3Es in a Pod, a monthly podcast from the LEISD Digital Learning Services Department. Hello and welcome to Season 2 of 3Es in a Pod. I'm Misty. I'm Melissa. And I'm Jeff. Today we are getting you acquainted with the podcast, talking all things learning management, And, as always, sharing a way you can engage, equip, and empower your students. So first off, let us say welcome back. We are a few weeks into the school year, and it's still a very fluid situation, but we are back. While some of our students are still at home, and others others are with us face-to-face, all of this is still worthy of celebrating. For anyone that's new to the podcast, we're going to start off by introducing ourselves. I'm Jeff Wiseman, Director for Digital Learning and Library Services for LEISD. I'm a former middle school social studies teacher, and I began serving in the area of digital learning because I enjoy helping students and and teachers succeed and achieve in their goals. Hi, everyone. This is Melissa Heckman. I joined the Lobo family in 2013 as a first grade teacher at Oak Point Elementary. Prior to that, I taught kindergarten in Carrollton Farms Branch. I moved into digital learning January of 2016 and have loved working with teachers and sharing my love of instructional technology. On a personal level, I am happily married to Mr. Gavin Heckman. We have an 18-month-old daughter who keeps us on our toes and a border collie who speaks his mind. He likes to bark at everything. So excited to be joining the roundtable again for another season of Three E's in a Pod. Hello, it's Misty Joaquin. This is my 14th year in education, all here in Little Elm. Before becoming a digital learning facilitator, I taught middle school English. I'm one of the Canvas admins for the district and the one who sends those weekly Canvas emails to Strike Walker and the high school. I have a great husband, a beautiful sassy daughter, and a crazy lab mix. I love Dr. Pepper and hitting the snooze button on my alarm. Online learning has become the name of the game for the 2020-2021 school year. Most of us have some kind of online instruction in our teaching this year, whether it is using a learning management system with your students or fully teaching a class online to our at-home learners using Zoom and your LMS. Even though the environment has changed, our duty to provide high-quality instruction for our students still remains. To help with that, we wanted to review some best practices for online instruction sharing with you some ideas for ways you can set your students up for success. When possible, avoid lecturing for more than 20 minutes. Students will check out after too long, just like they do in class. Use breakout groups, go noodle brain breaks, stand and stretch, etc., to break up instruction. And give them time to process and reflect. Also, let students know what the end goal is for each session. This helps students focus and it guides their attention. Students will know what they are being asked to do and what they need to pay attention to. Remember, our at-home learners have a wide variety of distractions, just like our in-class learners do. Another tip is to be specific in instructions for what you expect and what you want students to submit. Your students don't automatically know what you want them to do. We also know that sometimes they forget what we tell them. It's really helpful and a great best practice to put written directions and or audio video directions in with every assignment. Here's another idea. Create a regular routine of when you post work and if possible, make your due date consistent. 
a common naming convention can go a really long way. Some examples, HW, assignment title, CW, assignment title. Other ideas include using day of the week text headers to organize work or using the date and the title. On a personal note, I know that my daughter has the HW and CW assignments for homework and classwork, and it makes a big difference when we go in so we know what should have been done during the day and what's still left to do for homework. Something else you may consider is just try to think outside the worksheet. There is more to online assignments than just digital worksheets. Ask yourself what you want students to show mastery of, then think how they can show this to you. Is it through a design that they create? Is it maybe through a video recording that they've made? Or maybe working on a pen and paper assignment and then submitting a photo of that? We'll be sharing more tips like these in our future episodes. We want to leave you with a reminder to also manage your own health and well-being. Reach out to others, use your PLC, join Facebook groups, and take a few nights a week to not work from home. Looking for a new teaching strategy to increase authentic reading, writing, and conversations in your classroom? Check out LEISD's Instructional Strategy Playbook, located in the LEISD Curriculum and Resource Course in Canvas. We've got strategies of all shapes and sizes, including chart it, write it, draw it, and apply it, dance it, chance it, and just the facts. So whether you are looking for a brand new idea or being reminded of an old classic, you are sure to find what you need in LEISD's Instructional Strategy Playbook. And now, back to our show. One of the big changes for the 2020-2021 school year is the use of learning management systems for all of our classes. We want to take a moment to share some updates, reminders, and tips with you for each of these LMSs. Hey everyone, it's Melissa with Seesaw Update. I have really enjoyed hearing such wonderful feedback from teachers about the difference Seesaw has made for them and their students. While I know it takes time to learn, I promise the payoff in the end is worth it. I did want to share a few reminders. One, if you choose to change the name of your class, please include your name or the subject taught in the new title. Most students have multiple classes they need to switch between. So if you change the name of your class to first grade at home, they have no idea what class that actually is. It could be their homeroom, art, music, or even PE. So please help them out by including your name or the subject in the title. Another reminder, when you need to differentiate for activities for certain students, you can make a copy of the activity, modify it for your students who need that differentiation, and then assign it to only specific students. You do not have to always assign to the entire class. And lastly, if a student is removed from a class during the school year and moved into a new class, the work from the original class will not show up in the new class journal. However, they, the work will still be available through historic portfolio data for both the new teacher and the student to view. But overall, if you have any questions or curiosities, don't hesitate to reach out. You can refer to the Seesaw FAQ doc, the Canvas training courses, or the Seesaw Help YouTube channel. Hey everyone, it's Jeff. I hope our teachers in third, fourth, and fifth grades are rocking and rolling with Google Classroom by now. 
There are two things I want to share with you about Google Classroom that's related to rosters and grades that I hope will be, be helpful for you. First, I wanted to remind you that we have connected Google Classroom to Focus so that we can create new classes in Google Classroom every time there's a new class that's created in Focus. We're also enrolling students into those new classes when they come to campus or if they have a schedule change. However, we've chosen to not automatically remove students from classes when there's a schedule change because we wanted to give you, the teacher, the chance to back up students' grades from Google Classroom before that student leaves that original class. You can still remove the student whenever you're ready after you've gotten all that information that you need. Also, this is just a reminder that when students leave your Google Classroom class, their grades don't transfer with them. So you will always want to enter your grades and focus as you are grading. Remember, focus is our record, our grade, rec uh, grade record. This way, you won't be surprised by losing students' grades and their work if they leave your online class. What Jeff said is also true about campus. Grades do not transfer when students' schedules change. And this is Misty, and I'm going to chime in now on Canvas. So my Canvas peeps, you know, you get your weekly emails, sometimes you're twice weekly, and uh, when things are really off the charts crazy, you might even get that third email from me. Uh, <laughs> so some of what I'm going to hit on here has actually already been covered in those emails, but sometimes it helps to hear it again. So the first thing is parents can create their own Canvas Observer accounts, but they must get a pairing code that is generated by their student. They can then use that code to pair up with their student on the browser or the parent app. Information for parents is available on the LEISD website. Having a co-teacher is a great safety net. If you are out for an extended time, a co-teacher can help make sure lessons and modules are published. The great thing about Canvas is that you can access it from anywhere, but if you are on work restrictions, you might need someone else to have access to your course. Another safety net, having your work built for the next few weeks. With that said, remember those best practices we talked about earlier. Mix it up with discussion posts, videos, offline work, and more. Canvas has several third-party apps that can be used within it, such as Flipgrid, Edpuzzle, and Nearpod. If you feel like you're always doing the same thing, try bringing in one of those third-party apps to change things up. I would love to hear from my Canvas users. What do you want to know more about? What features do you love? reach out to me. Also, if there is anyone who wants to be interviewed, please, 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 for the October podcast, email Jeff, Melissa, or me. We want others to get to hear what you are doing in your Seesaw, Google Classroom, or Canvas Classroom that is working. All right, let's switch gears a little and talk about resources. We want you to be aware of the resources available to you to help you build on the positives. Don't forget about the instructional playbook that's available to you in the in curriculum and learning course in Canvas. This valuable resource has over 130 vetted instructional strategies that support authentic literacy in the classroom. Many of those strategies also have digital learning counterparts or extensions that you can use. Another resource available to you are the LMS FAQ docs. These are living docs that will be updated as new questions arise. Check them when you have a Seesaw, Google Classroom, or Canvas question. Don't see the answer you need? Don't forget that Seesaw, Google Classroom, and Canvas all have built-in help sections as well. 
This is also true of online tools such as Nearpod, Flipgrid, Edpuzzle, etc. While we always welcome your questions, sometimes the fastest way to go through the FAQs or the help docs. Some of the most loved resources we have available are our YouTube playlist. If you're a video learner, make sure you are subscribed to our channel so you don't miss out when we post new videos. As a refresh for new listeners, each episode we look at how digital learning can support our district mission to engage, equip, and empower each learner. Today we are looking at engaging and empowering through SEL. Social and emotional learning is a vital part of any classroom, but can feel like an extra challenge when supporting virtual learners. Here are some ways you can incorporate SAL in your remote and in-person classroom. So consider having discussions with your at-home students about how they're feeling. Ask them what they're excited about or what they're concerned about. Consider giving students different scenarios and then discuss how a person might feel or act in each of those scenarios. Another great activity is one called Smiles and Frowns. Once a week, give students a chance to share a positive or a smile or a negative, also known as a frown, thing going on in their lives. You can also do this as a written discussion in your learning management system. Another idea is for every couple weeks, send an emotional check-in form to your students. Ask them these three questions. How are you feeling this week? Would you like a check-in from one of your teachers? And if yes, how should we contact you? Need more prompt ideas? Here are a few. One, think about your five favorite peers. What qualities do they all have in common? Two, what is the difference between your real life and the way you represent yourself on social media? Three, how has reading changed you? And four, what would your friends say is your best quality? That's it for this episode. If you are interested in being interviewed for an upcoming podcast, please email Misty at mjoaquin, that's M-J-O-A-Q-U-I-N, at leisd.ws. If you want to follow up with a member of the digital learning team to ask about something you heard in today's podcast, feel free to reach out to Jeff, Melissa, or Misty. You can also tweet us at at leisddidlearn. That's at L-E-I-C-D-I-G-L-E-A-R-N. Thank you for joining us. And don't forget, podcasts are more fun with a friend. Tell someone you can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. And please take care of yourself. Thanks for listening to Three E's in a Pod. We hope you'll tune in to our next episode. You can find Three E's in a Pod wherever podcasts are heard.